Hello, and welcome to Life As It Is With Me, Dora Middleton. I would like to start this segment off by talking about law enforcement and what needs to be changed. Okay, I know when you, when we tend to talk about law enforcement and, and that changes are needed, people get all upset and get angry thinking that you're saying that you hate the police, that you're the reason why things aren't, people can't get along, but that's not true. I think that right now in this country, I think around the world, policemen need to learn how to police. And what I mean by that is they need a lot of training on diversity. They do. As a black woman, I have had my share of racism at the hands of Caucasians, okay? And I'm not going to I'm not gonna candy coat it. Okay. And anyone that listens to my podcast knows I don't candy coat anything. I have always lived among Caucasians. I have. My growing up we were in a um we were in that suburban area where it was only us blacks on this one street. It was we were on this street and then it was one way up the street. But it wasn't a lot of us there. And they made it known that we weren't welcome there. And we moved there in the 70s. So, you know, back then people were thinking it's only certain things we were supposed to be able to afford anyway. Okay, so I grew up around predominantly all whites. Okay, and then years after that, when I can recall when I was in elementary, then another black family moved in and they taunted that family. They put dead chickens in their mailbox. They did everything. Now, with my family, my parents, because, yes, I come from a home where my parents were married and they are still married 60-some years right now, okay? They tried it with us, but, you know, my, my dad is a little bit more lenient, okay? But my mom went to door. She went door to door and she let him know. And I'm not going to candy coat it. And I'm going to say it the way it was said. If you have a fucking problem, then bring it to me. But if you fuck with my children, my husband, or anyone else in my family, then we're going to handle this. And we never had any problems with them after that. I'm not going to say that we talked to them. I could say that there was a neighbor next door that that her husband was more friendly than she was. And then finally, she became really friendly. And and my parents and and these neighbors became really good friends, really good friends. The neighbor across the street, her husband was really nice, but she was very racist and to this day still aren't friends with her. This woman would try to torment my brother. She would call the police and tell the police that he's on the phone outside, that he's on the telephone outside. And they they finally told her, don't call back to this police station complaining about a child being on the phone. He's not doing anything wrong. And I was also told by another cop at that same ready at that same police station that they had rumors that my family got the money we had by selling drugs. 
And the funny thing is my parents owned several businesses, okay, several. And they both retired from the auto industry. And then my parents had a house built where I'm living now. And I live literally five minutes away from my parents, right, to this day. They had a house built out here. And they were saying, oh, they they bought that house with drug money. See, that's the thing. And you have policemen saying this. And I got this information from another cop that just happened to know me from me growing up in that neighborhood that told me this is what they lie and say to other cops that come in there. Oh, that family is there. They have all this money because they, they were selling drugs probably. What? How would they get that much money? How? Because my parents worked damn hard to get what they got. That's how. All black people don't sell drugs, okay? Drugs are sold by every race out there. And it, what pisses me off is how they try to make it seem like it's just the black race. No, it's every race, okay? And I can go back even further where I, I was living in a home when I moved in, when I tell you my neighbor stopped in the middle of the street in her car and couldn't believe that this black woman was moving in her neighborhood, <laughs> I had to laugh. I literally had to laugh. I laughed so hard. I'm like, is this a joke? They would just drive by and watch like they just couldn't believe it. And I just would shake my head. I, I can honestly say I've never had a relationship with neighbors. Not because I had a problem with it, but because they had a problem with me being black and living well. That's the problem they had. So I I never had any friendships with any of my neighbors. It just has never happened out of all the years I've been on my own. Okay? I've never ever had any relationships with my neighbors because I've lived in places that they feel black people shouldn't live in. And um, even my sister, same thing. Her neighbors even said, how the hell can niggers afford to live like this? And you're a single mother with a daughter. How the hell are you in this house? And we, I have a wife and how can you afford this? And we can barely afford the house we're in. And we, we struggle to, the, you know, to pay our bills. And you're a single black woman. How the hell can niggers live like this? Well, you know, a nigger's an ignorant person. So that would be who he is. Okay. And if you have, if you can't afford that house, then maybe you shouldn't fucking live in it. That's what I told him when he was irate when I was at my sister's house. If you can't afford your fucking house, then move the fuck out of it. But don't be jealous or envious or mad at the next person because they can. Okay. And it was just crazy, really crazy. Things got really crazy with my sister's neighbors. Okay. And until it actually outright turned violent, they literally tried to attack my niece one day. And this girl was all of what, 12, 13? And my daughter was at the house at the time. 
I mean, it was uh, years ago, but at the time my daughter was there, she was 15, six, no, she was 16. And my other niece was also 16. They tried to get into my sister's house. These are grown men tried to break into her house and try to get in the house with these little girls. They called the police. The police came and told them, you know, if it happens again, I'm going to arrest you all. Stay the hell away from this house. Leave these young girls alone. They're not bothering you. What they were upset about was my daughter. I mean, my sister left her expensive car there for the girls to go to the store or anywhere if they needed to leave the house for something. So when they saw those little girls driving that car, then they they it was a problem. They demanded license. They told them, "Where we want your license? Who the hell do you think you are?" You know, that's the question I have. So my daughter called me hysterical telling me, "Okay, these these men are trying to get into this house." So at that moment, I hadn't moved out here yet where I'm at because we're still in the same areas now. Okay, I hadn't moved out here yet. And when I tell you, I was like 30 minutes away, living 30 minutes away, still in the suburbs, but where I grew up at, but still in the suburbs. Okay, so I rush out here and you find all these Caucasians that have been drinking, saying that we shouldn't be living in this neighborhood and they just feel like beating a nigger's ass and black people, they hate black people, black people shouldn't be allowed in places like this and they can't afford to really be out here. So how can black people afford to be out here? And when they tried to attack my niece, then I had to intervene. Okay. So everything got real nasty real quick. And truth be told, their asses were beat in the middle of the street. And the fact of the matter is it shouldn't have never had to come to that because of racism. So you were picking on these kids and you and your wives got together and thought you were going to go in my sister's house and pick on these children for no apparent reason. And then when we come as adults, you we let them say anything they had to say. They yelled across the street. They said whatever they had to say. My niece happened to be standing in front of my sister's house and they were in a cul-de-sac standing in front of my sister's house with her dog and the Caucasian woman runs over and try to hit her. So, of course, I intervene and I beat her ass. I gave her the best ass beating she probably had ever had in her life. And then her husband decided to want to get in it and his ass was beat just like hers. OK, I'm not a violent person, but I be I tell you this and I stand by this when it comes to my kids and my grandkids. I'm like a lioness. OK. You don't want to fuck with what belongs to me. All right. Not my family. No one in my family. Not if I'm there. Okay. So there were police everywhere. Some racist, some not. So the racist cops, oh, you assaulted them. You're going to jail. And so it just so happens the other cops that had been there said they're not going anywhere. This is self-defense. I came to this house and I told these people to leave these girls alone, to leave these little girls alone. So no, no one's being arrested on this side of the street, 
but everyone across the street will be going to jail. So the police had words with each other. So is here, here you are, decent law-abiding cops with the racist cops. So the racist cops got so mad and they turned extremely red. They were so angry at the fact that we weren't going to jail, that the other people, the Caucasian people that started all the shit that was intoxicated outside and doing all this in this nice neighborhood went to jail. But like I said, they, they got what they were asking for. They they wanted their asses beat and their asses were beat. And the, the crazy thing is one of the guys involved in the racism was a cop. Yes, and his wife got her ass beat too, okay? But he was involved. He, what he did was, you know, he was he was saying the nigger word like the rest of them. But instead, instead of him trying to stop his wife from doing things, him and the rest of the guys were trying to put their hands in our teenage girl's pants. Okay. That's how filthy they were. So it's safe to say my trust level with cops is not there. Do I think that all cops are bad? No, I don't. I don't. But I think that the good ones that's out there need to speak up so they can get the trash out that is bad so that everyone can live together and work together to keep everybody safe. But until you have what what you call these good ones come forward so that the, the trifling ones can be put out of the force, nothing is ever going to change. Nothing will ever change in this world. We people feel there's no racism. I, it I cringe when I hear someone say that's Caucasian. Oh, there's no racism. You guys are making this up. What the hell? What? When did we start making it up? I mean, did you not see slavery? Did Did you not see all of this? Do you not see what's going on right now? And for you to tell me that we're making this up, that there's no fucking racism, pisses me off. I guess. Have you ever told someone that's Jewish that the Holocaust didn't happen? Have you told them that they should stop, you know, bringing it up? Just forget about it. Have you told the Jewish that they should forget about the Holocaust and what happened to their people? No. So why the hell do you build your fucking nerves up? To tell black people that they should forget about slavery, that it's over. <laughs> that's bullshit that is really bullshit when our kids were in school hell when we were in school they didn't teach us anything you know about our people it was just about Caucasian people and what they did they didn't teach us anything good about the people in our lives that we should have learned about we had to learn that from our own parents which you know it is a parent's job to teach their kids just like the school teach them like when my kids were younger, I continued to teach my kids and they were taught in school and I taught them at home as well. But right now they're fighting to get certain books taken out of schools by black authors. Why are they taking away everything that our kids relate to? Why are they taking away things where some of the teachers and these are Caucasian teachers are trying to teach the kids about racism and discrimination and what, what it means, how to change it. Why do you have so many Caucasian parents? And it, where I'm living at, that has gone to court. They've sued the schools. They're doing everything they can to get all of that removed out of school. Why? Because you want to make it seem like the Caucasian race is perfect and no one's perfect. But 
what happened happened. How are you going to erase it? How are you going to think that you could just sweep it under the damn rug and, and, and not talk about it? You're teaching your kids all this racism at home because that's definitely where racism starts. It starts at home. You're teaching your children all this damn racism and then you're, you're trying to make it so the schools can't teach them that racism comes in all forms also Caucasian. You're trying to make it seem like black people are your, your public enemy number one. They teach their kids this. And that's not right. I can remember meeting so many Caucasian people that have told me, I never, ever, I had never, ever been around a black person until college. My family didn't want me around black people. They told us black people were evil. They were thieves, you know, all just that they were animals. And this is coming from white people that I've met over the years. And they've told me, okay, you know, this is what my parents taught me. This is what my grandparents taught me. And they were lying because they, most of them said, you know, my parents and grandparents lied. In college, we met black people. In college, black people protected me from being bullied by my own white people. That's what they have told me. In high school, when they were in high school, they were bullied by their fellow Caucasians, okay? And black people protected them. So these parents and these grandparents that's teaching hatred, your kids get out there and they meet the black race and they become really good friends and they see you for what you really are. And that's fucking liars. You're full of shit. You teach them wrong. You teach them bias. You teach them to be just hateful and bitter for no reason. And these same people that are taught that end up being doctors, lawyers, judges, politicians, policemen. And that's when everyone's lives become, you know, you're in danger. You're in danger. I can, I'll take it back even where when I had COVID and I did a um, episode on this when I had COVID back in January, I went to take a COVID test and this Caucasian doctor, which I had had problems with him in the past, I usually only go to my primary physician. But if, you know, if the office is closed and you're feeling really bad, you're going to take a trip to the ER or the urgent care. This doctor refused to give me a COVID test or flu test. He told me if he gave me a COVID test, then I would be the reason that someone comes in there and dies because there was nothing wrong with me. And I was really feeling bad. And I, I knew it was COVID. OK, I knew it was, but he didn't care. And then he had the audacity to want to talk crazy and I had to put him in his damn place. And then he walked out of the room, which I knew then I was finished talking to him. I, I got my shit. I didn't sign anything. And I made sure my insurance company didn't pay that hospital one damn cent, one cent. I went to a different hospital, got a decent doctor. And, it, and yes, he, he was a Caucasian doctor. And he came in the room and he asked me, I see that you were at a hospital before here. Can I ask you what happened? And I told him, he said, that explains it. He said the doctor before sent over, because uh, I had to force them at the other doctors, at the other um, emergency room to do x-rays that they didn't want to do. 
and they did him. But they sent over the he was able to get uh, information about the x-rays that the doctor did. But the doctor didn't explain anything. He didn't say what he found. He said reading the notes from that doctor showed that doctor didn't give a damn about me or my health. And he said, and he apologized, you know, and it's sad because I get that so much where one Caucasian will do something and another one feels that they have to come in and apologize for what that other one did. You didn't, you didn't do it. You cannot apologize for your whole race. You're not the one that's doing it. Okay. You didn't do it. But he told me, he said, I knew that this doctor didn't give a damn. And the nurse said, she read it. She said, you know, you find older white guy, white men that are doctors that act this way. And it's a proven fact they do. In healthcare today, black people are misdiagnosed, if diagnosed at all. And the care they, when you tell them your pain level, they will tell you, oh, be, but let's be honest here. What's your real pain level? My my daughter went to the doctor. She She was not feeling well at all. She had a strep throat and something. And they asked her what her pain level was. The child had a fever, everything. And she said a 10. And this woman says, let's be realistic. What is it really? And I told, I stopped her in her tracks. I said, when my daughter tells you what her fucking pain level is, do you hear me? Hear me well. That's what it is. You don't, you, you don't question someone when they say what their pain level is. I've had someone do that to me and I had to straighten them out. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who do you think you are? And then all of a sudden they want to apologize. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean that. I I didn't mean to um to to it for it to come out like that. It came out exactly the way you wanted it to come out. You don't care. That's why with healthcare so many black women die after giving birth or during birth because the doctors don't care. Something has got to change with this racism. And I tell anyone until everyone understands that it's out there because you got a lot of people that's a lot of Caucasian people will tell you racism does not exist until these people open their eyes and realize that racism is here. It exists. It's always existed. It's not going to go anywhere until all of you open your fucking eyes up and, and accept the fact that it's here so that we can all change it together. Until then, we're always going to see shootings on television by the cops, like the one we just had in my area. Two young, what, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds fell asleep in a car. And I, I'm going to say this. It's a proven fact that when they come out here, they're either dating a Caucasian little girl or they're hanging out with a Caucasian boy. But they fell asleep in the car. Someone called the police and said the car was blocking their driveway. I got I kind of got off subject because this is what the podcast was supposed to be about from the start was this murder that took place at the hands of the police. Because I've watched this video and it could have been handled differently. Okay. The two black boys fell asleep. And anyone knows that when you wake up, you're startled. You're really startled. If you wake me up too quickly, someone comes in and startle me and you're in a deep sleep, you're going to be confused. You're going to be dazed like, oh, my God, because I've woken up like what? And I'm looking around like, what is going on? Or, you know, I wake up. If you wake me up and startle me, I get an instant migraine. It's been like that since I was younger. You know, so I tell people just don't startle me out of my sleep. OK, because 
I, I don't like that. But all of us know, everyone, even everyone listening on to this segment, you know, when someone wakes you up, you are startled. Okay. You, you don't, you don't know what's going on. So the police walked up to the car and with guns drawn. Okay. The moment they found out that the boys in the car was black with the phone call, the 911 call, it seems like the police walked up to the car with the guns drawn instantly. Okay. The boys were sleeping. So the police started knocking on the window. You could see through the window when you saw the boys were startled and they drove off. So the police shot through the window and it looks like one of the driver was hit in the head and killed instantly, 17 years old. Now I'm going to go back. I've seen situations on video where police have told Caucasians or someone to stop moving, put their hands up, do this, do that, the people, or get out the truck, whatever. They've driven off with the police hanging on the door. Not one gunshot, not one. Didn't shoot at them, didn't shoot them, period. Didn't use the stun gun, nothing, nothing. And you see the police hanging off the door. All the other police, nothing. These people, this this person was able to survive that and go home to their families. Why? Because they were Caucasian. Why? Because the cops are Caucasian. This is why I say policemen need diversity. They need diversity training. They need to understand how to handle situations with black people because the first thing they do is pull guns in situations where it's not needed and someone loses their life over a damn situation that could have been avoided, like this one. And then... The boy, the, the passenger that was in the car was telling the cops the, the, that the driver was unconscious. They took a good five or 10 minutes. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. You already know. No hands are coming up. You know this. And that, why do you know it? Because the passenger is out of the car in handcuffs telling you that the driver was unconscious, that he went unconscious before he got out the car. Basically, he was dead. But you're wasting time saying, get out the car, put your hands up when you know nothing's moving in there. The other cop said, well, nothing's moving in there. I'm thinking he's unconscious. Then you constantly hear, put your hands up. So you just blatantly, you just actually let this child, a child die rather than walk your ass over there when you knew he was unconscious to get him help. And then for your police, your your sergeant to get on video, well, it's justified. It's always justified in the eyes of someone that's not black when someone that's black is murdered. It's always justified. Let you tell it. I'm not, I'm not even, you know, and I know someone might listen to this and say, well, it sounds like she has a problem with policemen or she has a problem with white people. I have no fucking problems with white people, black people. Hispanic people, Chinese people, I have no damn problems with people, period. My problem is the fucking blatant racism that's out there. That's my problem. My problem is the fact that our sons are afraid to drive up and down the street because they don't know when a cop might might decide to pull them over and kill them. I've been I have been racially profiled out here where I live. I'm in a car with my daughter at the time. She was only, what, 13, 14 years old. I'm on my way to my sister's. She lives maybe 10 minutes from me still right now. And I'm driving and 
I get flagged. Now I'm already far in the far right lane. I can't get over anymore <laughs> because there's no other lane. It's two lanes going forward one way and two lanes going other way. And I was in the far right lane. So he follows me. I do everything I'm supposed to do. I get right at my sister's house at the corner and he flags me. And my daughter says, well, mom, why did he stop you? I said he had no reason to stop me, but let's see what he comes up with. Okay, so he approaches the car. Uh, uh, look young, maybe in his 30s. Um, Could have been, yeah, 30s, somewhere in there, late 20s, 30s. So he approaches the car and he asks for a license and registration. And I give it to him, but I ask, why did you stop me? Oh, you didn't uh, use a turn signal when... um. I mean, when you got over in the right lane, I said, well, sir, here's the problem with that. I haven't gotten over in any right lanes. I was already in the far right lane. So when would I have had to use the right signal? Can you tell me exactly where I did that at? Well, when you were driving on this street here, uh, he gave me the name of the street back there before getting to my sister's house. And I laughed. I said, really? Um, you do understand that's a two lane street there. So how would I get over in the right lane that I'm already in? And he couldn't answer that. <laughs> he couldn't. I, well, I'm going to go run your info. I said, well, that's fine. You do that. Okay. So he went and he ran my, so he claimed he was trying to run my info. Let me, let me go back. So he came back and he told me, oh, the, the system is down. I couldn't run your info, but I'm sure everything's all right. You seem like a, a nice person you know, nice, honest person. So I couldn't run it. You know, I'm just going to let you go with the warning. I said, with the warning. Now I'm getting a warning from for some shit I never did. <laughs> and to this day, I have to laugh because I'm like, how the fuck are you going to give me a warning? And I didn't do anything. But I said, okay. And I continued to stay calm because of course I have my, my child was in the car. So he leaves. And I, I, go to my sister's house. I told her what happened. Then I decided to go to my mom's house, which we all live in the same area. Okay. So to my parents' house, but on my way to my parents' house, I got angry. I got so angry. The angry, the more I thought about it, the angrier I got. So I pulled over and I called, um, for his supervisor. So the woman that answered the phone at the police station asked me what I needed. I said, well, I need to talk to your sergeant, the sergeant. And she said, why? And I explained to her what happened. Well, did he give you a ticket? I said, no, ma'am, he didn't. Well, I wouldn't worry about it. You didn't get a ticket. I said, well, you're, it's not you. Okay. You don't have to worry about it. And I didn't ask you for your opinion. Number one. Okay. I ask you for a sergeant supervisor, but for you to come and tell me what you wouldn't worry about, one thing is you would never have to worry about that because you're a Caucasian woman telling me what the fuck I'm supposed to worry about. You don't have to worry about being racially profiled. So of course you're not going to worry about it because you're never going to be in that situation. So then she takes my information down and I get the supervisor's call. So he asked me what happened. I explained to him what happened. He said, so why did he tell you that he pulled you over? I said, he claimed that he pulled me over 
because I didn't use a signal when I got in the right lane, but I was already in the, the right lane. I couldn't get any further in the right lane. It's only two lanes going that way and two lanes going opposite way. And I was already in that lane. So he's lying. And he said, I said, and then he took my license and everything. And he came back and said he couldn't run anything because, um, the system was down. And I said, you can feel free to meet me where I'm at now as a cop. If you feel that he would have found something, which he, he wouldn't, I haven't had a ticket since 19. I got my first and last ticket in 1989 when I was 16 years old. Okay. My first ticket. And my last ticket hasn't, I haven't had a ticket since I haven't gotten in trouble with the law. Nothing, nothing have had security clearance for the job I had at one point. So I, I'm a type of person that don't break the damn law. I don't break the law. Okay. So his superior said, okay, you know, I know I don't need to run your information because you were, I, you're honest. I could tell you're honest. The fact that you offered to even let me run your info, you're you're honest, but I'm going to investigate it. He said, and if you could just give me a little bit of time to investigate. So I did that. He called me back a couple hours later. He said he found out who pulled me over. He said, and I want to apologize first for what my officer did. He said, what the officer told me is he pulled you over. He ran your information. Everything came back correct and that he let you go. Okay. He said, I knew my officer was lying because you were honest enough to tell me he never ran it, which he didn't. He never ran my information. Never. But yet he told his his superior that he ran it and everything was fine, but he never ran anything. He said the system was down. And the cop said, his boss said, well, the system has never been down. So he lied. And he said, what I want you to do is come and fill out a complaint because a cop like that might pull someone else over that's black and it might not end as well as you yours your stop ended okay he said you can you cannot allow this this policeman to do this and get away with it because if you do he could possibly get out there and pull someone over and kill him he said and that's it is no other way to put it he said so i need you to come to the station and do a formal complaint on this cop okay so that's how that went. Now that that uh, sergeant is no longer there. They have a different one. Okay, so the one they have now seems to not give a damn about any kind of racism that's going on. Period in this area, and the fact that he could get on on here and say that that was justified, how this seventeen year old was gunned down. Is ridiculous. It could have been handled differently. They didn't try to get him any medical treatment. They didn't try to do anything. They let someone else's child die. And it's sad. It's really sad. I'm disgusted. After watching this video, I'm totally disgusted. And I'm it, and the fact that the news, they would put anything on the news today, anything, but they tried to hide this. They hid it. The only reason why we knew it took place is because it the thing about the area I live in, they try to keep things hush-hush because they don't want to damage this so-called high-end neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? This neighborhood that has, you know, the money. This neighborhood that, you know, the, they don't want anyone to know what, what's really happening here with their racism. Okay? And... 
I'm going to stand by what I said. I believe that those boys were at that house because either one of them were dating one of those, a little Caucasian girl, or they had a Caucasian friend and they were too tired to drive back across the bridge to get home and they fell asleep. So because they fell asleep and some person that looked out their window or I would even, you know, and I I don't want to assume things, but I would even say because it's happened before that that Caucasian little girl or the Caucasian boy that they might have been out there to see that their parents or family member might be the one that made that 911 call because they didn't like the fact that their kid was hanging out with black people. And I've seen it. I've heard it. And I know it happens that way. But if that's the case and that little boy lost his fucking life over ignorance, because judging by what I saw on that video, that car wasn't blocking anyone's driveway to say the way that they said it was. It absolutely was not. It was parked by the driveway, right where the fire hydrant was at or something like that. But the driveway was free. Anyone could come and go. It wasn't blocking it. It was just two black kids in a car and somebody in that house that was Caucasian didn't like it. And I know they were Caucasian because of the area. Like I said, it's, it's predominantly white where we live. And, and you saw the white fingers looking through the window. So you called the police and got someone else's kid killed. And, and this is the way, this is the way I say things. God don't like, he don't, you know, people with evil ways like that. God don't like ugly. Okay. I'll, I'll put it to you like that. And what you do onto others will come back to you. So the same way that child lost his life because of a lie that you called in to the 911 operator and gave her and caused these police to come out here like assassins and kill someone's 17-year-old son, that same shit, that same fate is going to meet either their family members, their kids, their grandkids, because what goes around comes around. That's pure fucking karma. And I believe in karma. That's why I don't, I don't fuck anybody around. Because karma's a bitch. And whoever made that phone call and that cop and everyone involved in that situation is uh, telling lies to cover their asses, karma's going to bite you in your ass. You or your family's going to have the same fate that that little boy had. Okay, don't think that God is going to sit here. And I was raised in church and I'm a praying person. And you will always hear me say, when I... The enemy has come up against me when people have come, uh, tried to come up against me with racism. I pray to God and I tell I in my prayers, I ask God, you fix it. You fix it. You do your will. Oh, you'll be surprised of the outcome of that prayer with the people that has wronged me because there's power in prayer. So that's what I do. When people wrong me, I go to God. And I tell them, you fix it. You do your will with this situation. You punish this person the way you see fit. And he punishes them. Trust and believe me. He punishes them. So that's why I say, I pray. With all the racism, all the things I've dealt with, with racism and racially being profiled because we shouldn't be driving what we drive or we shouldn't be living where we live. We shouldn't, you know, own anything. Like I, I own several businesses. Um, I can recall with one of my businesses where 
Hello and welcome back to Life As It Is with me, Dora Middleton. Um, Before we were disconnected, <laughs> I was talking about r- racial profiling. I have dealt with my share of racial profiling. Okay, it's here. It's not going to end. Um, we need to do something about it. Okay, we really need to do something about it. And as I stated before, I take my worries, my burdens, I take it all to God and I pray. And I just ask him to cover me and my family, my children, grandchildren, my family, period. And even strangers in the blood of Jesus and protect us from all hurt, harm and danger. Because in this world, we need it. We all need it. We are living in a world and we are in a time right now where hatred is running so rapid. You have I guess that, and I'm gonna go back further. When I never thought I would see the day when you get a president that is spitting out racism that causes a country to divide even more than it was already divided. I didn't think any of us would ever see that. I I knew that I'm sure we've had some presidents that has had we've um, basically we have had presidents that's had racism that showed their racism. But when, when you get on a platform and you just constantly say how you want it to be like the good old days where if you didn't want people in there, you could knock the hell out of them and, and put them out. Yeah, that's what they used to do to people back in the old days when they weren't welcomed in, into the restaurants or wherever they went. They were beat up and assaulted and thrown out. Yeah, that's what they used to do to black people. And, and and to be honest, it seems like they're trying to do it again. Only difference is we're not like our people were back in the day. We're not going to sit still and allow it. We're not going to let you come up to us and do this shit. It's not going to work. And that's a that's something that I think a lot of people, a lot of racists is having a problem with. I dare this black person stand up to me. I dare them speak back to me, say anything out of the way to me. See, they're not used to the fact that we actually have rights now. They're not used to the fact that we're going to fight back. They tried back in the day. They did. They were killed. They were hung. You name it. But see, now, this day and age, we have the right to protect ourselves and our families. And we're going to do just that. And I don't care who it is. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to protect mine. I will definitely protect mine. And I don't give a fuck who you are. If you ever try to harm mine, it's not going to end well. Okay? I'm sorry. That's how it is. I protect mine. And it's just people out here, they're so full of hatred. You could be driving down the street. And I tell people, and I want all of you that's listening to my podcast right now, When you're driving down the street, you don't have to turn your head all the way and look at people because these days you really don't want to look at anyone because that might get you shot alone. Okay, people are so angry. Just kind of cut your eye over a little bit in the next car and look at how angry people are. Look at their facial expressions. You don't know what they're going through because right now people are going through. they're, they're, They're tired. They're frustrated. They're angry. 
people are in debt. People are not feeling well. They're sick. You have a pandemic out here. It's so much on people's minds right now to where people are at their end. They're, they're ready to literally click. But I'm just telling you, I'll just look. Look into the faces of these people. You can look in, you know how they say the eyes is to the soul? Look, when you're walking somewhere, even if you're in a store, if you end up face to face with someone, look at them. You can always tell everything by the eyes. The eyes tells it all. Look at them. You'll see the hurt. You'll see the pain. You'll see the anger. It's all in the eyes. And I, I tell people that it's all in the eyes always, and it always will be. We have got to learn to live together because if, if everyone does not learn to live together, it's not going to end well. You can't have this side not liking this race or that side not liking this race. And people are going to clash like never before. And you think it's violent now? If things don't start to change, you're going to have people picking sides. You're going to have people fighting against each other by race. You don't want a race war. No one does. It's not going to end well for anybody because at this day and age, everyone has access to weapons and everyone's stockpiling, it seems. So I think what everyone needs to do is take a deep breath. Get the anger out. Talk about whatever is going on. People have got to accept the fact that we are black. Yes, we are. And we're not going anywhere. We're not going to curl up in a corner. We're not going to all live in one area because you feel all black people should live together in one area, one neighborhood, and white people should be in there. No, we're not doing that anymore. We're in a new time. It's 2022. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to live where we can afford to live, where we want to live, and where we are happy living. Am I happy with the things that happens in the area I live in that's dealing with racism? No, I'm not happy at all. Do I like the area? I do. But I'm not going to allow anyone to chase me out of it because they don't want black people in this area. I'm not going to do that. Do I have a problem with what just happened with this this Caucasian cop killing this little 17-year-old black boy? Oh, yes, I have a problem with that. Do I think he should be prosecuted for it? Yes, I do. Do they feel that he did anything wrong? No, they do not. They don't. And they never do. Every time there's a cop that kills a black person, they don't find anything that they did wrong. They say it was justified. You know why? It was justified because black lives don't matter. And I know that people sit here and say, oh, black lives are making it, they're making it seem like the people are saying black lives matter. They're making it seem no, like no other life matters. No, they're not. When a person makes the statement black lives matter, what we're saying as black people is, look at us. We're human too. Stop killing us. Stop pulling us over for a, a traffic stop and, and end up killing people for no reason. It's like black people are being hunted like animals. You're hunting the black race like animals. Okay. 
So when everyone starts saying, well, all lives matter, yes, the hell it does. All lives do matter. But all lives aren't in danger right now. It's the black lives. So yes, we know all lives matter, but they're not killing anyone the way they're killing black people. That's why people make the statement black lives matter because we just want justice too. We want to be protected too. But as it stands right now, it's like our lives don't matter. That's why they came up with Black Lives Matter. You know, and I I look on social media and you see people posting all lives matter. Black lives matter. People that believe in that is racist. No, the fuck they aren't. People that believe in that has had their families gunned down by someone Caucasian or someone of a different race. Why? Just because they were black. Black people have been killed just for jogging. Black people have been killed or just for barbecuing. Black people have been killed for going into a store. They're accused of stealing when they're not. You name it. You you can't sit here and say that happens all the time with Caucasian people or Chinese people or any other type of person. You know what I'm saying? It's It's blacks. It's like we can't do anything. We can't be free. It's like we can't enjoy the things. Even when we move into a place, you have these women coming out, getting in people's way, and they call them Karens. I'm going to be honest. Telling them that I, I want to see your ID. You don't live here. I want to know where you live. Who the fuck do you think you are and who actually put your ass in charge? We don't have to show you ID. We don't have to tell you where we live. We don't have to do shit. All you need to do is take your ass in the kitchen, bake, cook, whatever the hell you have to do. Go where you pay your goddamn mortgage or your rent and leave everybody else the fuck alone. Stop making bogus 911 calls. And here's the problem. You know, I can recall when kids were growing up, when we were all growing up, kids like to play on the phone. Some kids used to like to call 911 and play on the phone. But now you have grown ass women doing it. Women and men. You have people, you have Caucasian people using 911 just as a weapon. And they are making up lies on camera saying people are doing things to them that they're not. I watched the video where a Caucasian woman threw herself on the ground and said the black man hit her. And he's femming. We're all seeing this shit live. And you're lying. And then when the police get there, instantly they take her side. Someone's going to jail. Someone's being rough handled. Why? Because she's a Caucasian woman and because what she said is right. You see where I'm going with this? That shit has got to stop. They are literally, these racists are literally, and I'm not talking about the whole right, the whole white race. So I hope I don't get any messages saying, well, you're racist. You're talking about white people and this and that. No, I'm not talking about the whole race. I'm talking about the racist, the racist white people. Okay. I'm not talking about the whole race. And I know that there's racism in every race out there. You got black people that don't like a certain race. You got Chinese people that don't like a certain race. Hispanic people. Racism is in every race. But what I'm talking about right now is all of these viral videos where you're seeing Caucasian people approaching black people that's trying to walk through their neighborhood and take a decent walk. That they pay their mortgage in, their taxes. And you have white people coming out telling them, you don't belong here. Where the fuck do you live? Get the fuck out of my neighborhood before I fuck you up. 
who the fuck do you think you are? I watched a video of a, a grown ass Caucasian man that attacked a little black boy that was just walking in the neighborhood that lived in the neighborhood. He attacked him. And then you hear his wife, honey, stop. We don't need any more uh, uh, charges on you. We don't, I don't want to have to bond you out of jail again. So apparently this racist bastard constantly is out here doing things and still able to run the streets and cause more havoc when he should have his racist ass behind bars. Is he? No, he's not. He's out there picking on little black kids. And I can tell you one thing. Let my, my kids ever walk, grown as they are. Let them walk anywhere and you fuck with them. And they call me and say, Mom, this is what happened. Someone fuck with me. Oh, I'm going into attack mode. Okay, I don't give a damn who don't like it. I'm going to protect mine. I don't give a damn if you a man and you stand six seven to my five six. I'm knocking your ass out when it comes to my kids and my grandkids. Okay, you trust and believe I'm going to protect mine. Okay. I mean, this is just ridiculous. It, this has got to stop. It, it's got to stop. I sit here and I watch these videos and, and, and it brings tears to your eyes. You find yourself crying because you're saying, oh my God, another one, another kid, another black kid has lost his life. Another black man. I watched a video of a eight-year-old little boy that the police claim stole some chips Okay. He claimed the child stole some chips. I haven't seen anything where the owner of this so-called store, I think it was in New York. It was somewhere, but the little boy is crying his heart out. He's scared to death. And the police is actually the police ran and snatched the boy off of his bike. Eight years old. Can you imagine how that little boy felt, how afraid he was? And was throwing them in handcuffs over a 50 cent bag of chips. Yep. Okay. So you hear people complaining. You hear a white man telling them, leave the kid alone. They, he didn't steal anything. Witnesses saying he didn't steal anything. The black guy says, okay, you claim he stole it. I'll pay for the chips. The white cop, it was like four white cops, turns around and tells these people, shut the fuck up and step back. You're not going to say that when he's breaking in your fucking house. Oh, so you're insinuating that this little eight-year-old black child's going to start breaking in houses. Well, officer, if you have a fucking child, is yours going to start breaking? Should we be worried about yours breaking in our houses? Since you're insinuating that this child is going to be a thief. Okay, you're assuming that he's going to live a life of crime. Is his son... Is his Caucasian son going to live a life of crime? Is he going to be a felon? Is he going to, should I be afraid that he's going to rob me from my purse or take my car? I mean, that was a fucked up thing. To, that was a really fucked up thing to say. And this baby is crying. Not one time that you hear the officer say, hey, give me your phone number. Give me the number so I can call your parents. You're just throwing this little boy in the back of your police car. These, these people don't know where their kid is at. He was out riding his bike. And then you have this grown ass man rough handling this child. What, what kind of shit is that? I want to know how he would feel if it was his damn child, his son, his daughter. And it was a black cop. Let's reverse all this shit around. Because we all know if it was a black cop that killed a white kid, the way the black, the white cop just killed this black kid where I live, 
Oh, it would be hell to pay. That cop would be in handcuffs right now just for being black. They'd be throwing his ass under the bus. But it's not happening. You're not seeing black cops killing white people the way these white cops are killing black people. And and I, I stand by what I said. With all the racism, you have black cops that work with you. Why are you sitting back? Are you that afraid of your your partners or your coworkers that you're not telling about the racism that they're committing and you're a cop. So you're standing back here. I've watched these videos where you see the black cops, you can see on their faces that they are disgusted at what's going on, but yet they won't speak up. So you're going to sit here and you're going to let these cops beat someone black. You're going to sit here and let them kill someone black because you're afraid or because you have this code that cops have not to say shit. I'm so tired of hearing about this blue code shit or whatever the hell they call it. And, and you're just sitting your ignorant asses because this is the way I see it. If you claim you're a good cop and you sit your ass up here, and you allow another cop to kill somebody and it's not justified and you lie with them, you force you falsify documentation, your ass is as guilty as they as they you're as guilty as they are. And you're not a good cop. You're a piece of shit like they are. I stand by what I said. I have cops in my family, okay? So I, I know there's good cops. There's good cops, there's bad cops, there's good everything. Good doctors, bad doctors, good lawyers, good uh, judges, bad judges, bad lawyers. It's always good and bad. It's always been a struggle with good and evil, okay? It's always, it's been there. But we have got to learn, for all of us that's in these these type of jobs like policemen or paramedics, if you have a problem with diversity, if you have a problem helping anybody that's not the same race you are, get the fuck out of that job. Get out of it. There should never be a racist doctor working on people or racist nurse or racist paramedic or damn sure shouldn't be a racist cop supposed to be that's supposed to be protecting and serving it and, and that's out here doing the dirt. It should never be anything like that. I think that these cops need to have mental evaluations before they are even allowed to become policemen. They need to be investigated thoroughly to see if were they teased, were they bullied within school, how they are now. Things have got to change because if things do not change, things are never going to get better. So I think that everybody needs to figure out a way to work out their differences so that the killings can stop because until they do this world is only gonna it's gonna go to hell in the the handbasket it is because it's too much racism and, and it's too much bullshit out there okay i would like to thank you for joining me dora middleton on life as it is and until next time take care